Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Today's message is a good one. And it's something that we all need to hear. And the message is radical self-love, radical self-love. But I have to get something first. I realize I don't have something I need. It's my Bible. Bringing in the Bible on this one because I got to pull from it. So interesting, right? All right. So radical self-love. What does it mean? What does it feel like? Sound like? What's the purpose? I've been trying to get out of my own way so I can be in alignment with God's will. And uh, it sounds like a lot of work because it is. <laughs> it is. But it's not because God's will is so heavy and filled with things that I don't want to do. It's because my old thinking and my limited beliefs about myself is what stands in my way. So those blocks, they are, I, I look at them like giant boulders that are blocking the natural flow of the water. So why does this matter in the bigger picture of my life right now? Why does radical self-love matter in the bigger picture of your life right now with all that's going on in the world? Why does self-love matter? Why, what does it have to do with anything? What's the purpose of it? So on Palm Sunday, when I first started giving these type of messages about Jesus and his unshakable peace, uh, we talked about how even though he knew he was going to face the crucifixion, that he never let go of his faith and his trust in God. But how? <laughs> how? Right? That's always the big question. How? And before we go there, I, I want to share something that, uh, that happened last night. It was really crazy. And, um, and it's, um, it involves my Bible. So I was, um, unpacking a cabinet and going through books. And, and since we've been, you know, moving into the house and going through stuff, I have not been able to find my Bible. I knew it was packed away because we have tons of books. So I knew it had gotten put together with it. 
and I, I found it. And I was like, ah, my Bible, there it is. Hey, hey, old friend, what's up, right? And, um, and it was a gift, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And uh, put it on the mantle. Didn't think about it until last night. This was earlier in the day when I found it. So last night I was telling Josh, I said, hey, found my Bible. And uh, I said, it was like finding a relic. It was crazy. It was like, oh, there you are. And so I started to notice how the Bible, this particular Bible is laid out and it has um, kind of like a, a reference in the back, right? That's what I'm looking at. So it's got all the different topics. And, um, and so I'm just looking through it, no big deal. And I thought, oh, I was on page, I don't know, one, one something. And I thought, oh, well, I, I want to see what's on page one, 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 one. Cause you know, I like 11, 11. So I was like, oh, well, let me, let me look at that. Oh, okay. What's on 11, 11. Oh, that's where the J's start. That's fun. Ah, ha, 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 right. So I'm like, oh, what's J's J. No, nope, nothing there. Okay. Nothing, nothing. So then I'm, cause now I truly am like invest. I'm like, well, what's this all about? So, hmm, hmm, let me back up the four J's. So I've got the eyes and I find intercession. Hmm, I like intercession. That means prayer. Okay. And this underneath it says for Jesus's followers. And I was like, oh, snap. Maybe Jesus has a message for me. Saturday night. I'm going to say something on Sunday. So, you know, let me go check this out. John 17, let me go. So get to John 17. Just like I'm doing with y'all right now. I was like following my curiosity. So John 17 is all about the prayer that Jesus prayed before he got arrested. Right before the crucifixion started to unfold. Y'all seriously? Page 1111, right? <laughs> Leads me to John 17, and then that's what it's about. And I already knew that I had this idea of self-love and self-worth that I wanted to share with you. So I told Josh, because this is all unfolding, and I'm like, and he's reading something else. And I said, hey, so Jesus just spoke to me through the Bible. He was like, oh, what happened? And so the cool thing about what I found is in this prayer, Jesus is repeatedly speaking of not being of this world, like having the awareness of that and knowing that he was sent here to show us his glory. So we would believe that he was really sent from God. So we could feel what God really is, which is pure love. Y'all, that's what I found. <laughs> and so the reason why this is so um you know important that i found this and it and the reason why it pinged my heart so hard and it felt like such a boom what i can't make this kind of stuff up moment is because the whole reason that jesus was praying this like he knew what was going to happen right but the way that his heart was in that moment his heart and mind were focused and centered in oneness in wanting to be able to not only 
show the glory, give the glory to God and say, you see me, you feel me, you know me as this person. You've seen what I can do. You see how I live. You see how I treat others. It's all to show you that this is from God, that God loves you just the same way God loves me. There's no difference. It's all oneness. And um, the cool thing about that oneness is that no one's left out. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody's left out. And so if that's the case and, and to know that we all have the, the spirit of truth that is within us, right? So each one of us has this guiding us, helping us, teaching us, comforting us, strengthening us with no exceptions. Nobody's left out. That includes you and that includes me. Right. So why is it so hard for me to understand and accept my worth? Why? Why is that so hard? Like, why is that so, so tough? You know, like what's up with the, the false humility of, of, oh, you know, I'm just going to act small and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hide and, and not let my light shine because I don't want to be seen as too much. And I don't want to be seen as maybe arrogant or like, you know, conceited or whatever it is, right? Now, I want you to remember that it's, it's major that we understand this worth because So I'm going to break out A Course in Miracles now. It says your worth is determined by God. As long as you dispute this, you will be in fear. True. (laughs) True. As long as I'm sitting back disputing my worth, I can't step in my power and I can't feel good and I can't feel peace and I can't feel strong because I'm back here disputing it because that's kind of the way that I've been trained, right? You know, like, don't be too much. Don't be, don't make anybody feel uncomfortable. Don't shine too bright. Don't, right? I know we've all heard it. I know we've all thought it. I know we've all been there. I don't even have to ask you if you, if you know where I'm coming from, because I know that you do because we live in the same world, right? This world that we're not from, that we were brought into, that Jesus spoke about. So it goes on to say that, and this is Jesus speaking, and of course the miracle says, as a loving brother, I am concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example as you look at yourself and your brother and see both the glorious creations of a glorious father. I like that. I like that. I like thinking about myself as a glorious creation. I like thinking about you as a glorious creation, right? So let's talk about glory for a second. What is glory? Because then that, you know, Jesus was praying about, I showed them my glory so they would know it came from you. So that way they would know that I was sent here to give this example. 
I showed them my glory. Jesus didn't say I held back my glory because I didn't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. It's not, it's not at all what happened. It's not, you know, Jesus was like, um, I came with it full force because I knew that it's what my people needed. They needed that. They needed my glory. They needed to see it. So to me, glory is honoring the light that is within me. That light. You've heard me talk about it, right? I say the light in me loves the light in you. And that's because that light is in me. And that same exact light is also in you. That's the beauty of the oneness is that there's one light and we each get to share it. So I honor it by acknowledging it. I honor it by knowing that God is sharing it with me and you. And if I don't recognize your light, then I'm doing myself a disservice because I'm separating myself from the oneness, from the power, from the family. So we are all united in this light and we are all then one with God when we are united in this light. And so the course talks about it uh, as a sonship. And I like the idea of a sonship because to think of all of us as humanity on this planet, to think of us all together as a sonship, S-O-N, sonship, as sons of God all together. When you think about it from that place, not of labels, titles, anything, just the sonship, all light, all beings of light that are here together. When you think of it like that, now it becomes a little bit harder to exclude somebody because I'm not thinking about my complaints with you. I'm not thinking about how we're different. I'm thinking about it all matters for the sonship. So when I honor the light, I'm at peace with myself and all creations, all the glorious creations, including myself including the people that I have put outside of my heart. So now Jesus didn't say, I have a feeling I might be the light. I have a feeling I might be, there might be something going on. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, I got this hunch that there might be something going on with me, but if I get a few more likes, if I get a little more support, a little more approval than Maybe I'll do something with it. Jesus didn't say that because Jesus knew that's what was so cool about Jesus. He, Jesus had this awareness of the glory that was within him and he didn't shy away from it. And so with us, I feel like we feel, I don't know. I think it might be a part of conditioning, um, the, the programming, the cages that we've tried to keep ourselves in that, that we've been put in, you know, keep yourself small so you don't make other people feel uncomfortable. 
So when that part, when Jesus said, I want them to see my glory, which you gave me because you loved me before this world was made. That really hit me. It has nothing to do with the world around us. It has nothing to do with the world around us. And Jesus knew that. That's why Jesus is a great example, a way shower. Because Jesus knew that I was brought into this world to show my glory so they know that it was given to me by you and then they can remember that we are one that we share in this light isn't that cool that makes my heart beat fast makes me feel really excited because it's the truth and so our mission, why we're here, is very simple. It's the same mission that Jesus was given. And it's to live in a way that demonstrates that we are not an ego. Think about that for a second to live in a way that demonstrates that we are not an ego. So we've talked about choosing again, fear, love, right? Ego spirit, two thought systems, right? Two thought systems. So to live in a way that demonstrates that we are not an ego, that I'm more than this, this body, has nothing to do with what I am, right? The ego, the, the, the limiting beliefs, all the junk I tell myself to keep myself small because I'm afraid of not being accepted. I'm afraid of being rejected. I'm afraid of being excluded. I'm afraid of not being understood. All the stories, right, that we tell ourselves. I am more than that. That has nothing to do with what I am because what I am is this light. What I am is glory and glorious. Try that on y'all. Try that on. It feels good. <laughs> It feels so much better than feeling like I'm scared of what somebody will say or do if I really step into my power. I'm afraid how somebody might feel and they might, they might turn away because they can't handle it because I'm too much. Maybe I'm not enough. You ever felt like that? Like too much and not enough all rolled up in a one? Let it go, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Somebody sing like Elsa for me on this one. <laughs> Break out some frozen soundtrack up and here. Let it go, because it's not serving you. And it's 
not the truth. Your purpose, you want to know what your purpose is? Your purpose is to show them your glory, is to show them your light. If you needed somebody to tell you, here I am, to tell you, to tell myself, step into it. Step out of the ego, step away from that. Move away from that thought system. It's old, it's tired, it's broken, it's not helpful. So the more that we walk away from that thought system, we'll also start to understand what it really does. And so the more that we get clear on the thought system of the ego being associated with misery and fear, the more we'll start to understand that the thought system of spirit is what leads us to peace and joy in the midst of any situation or circumstance or state of the world. That's good news. <laughs> That's the good news, y'all. Oh, it's so, and it, it is liberating because now I can feel the weight coming off of my heart because I don't have to drag around all these old stories about anything that weighs me down. I don't have to. I can allow myself to share and show my glory because that's, that is the testimony because who gave it to me? I love that, that church song, this joy. The world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it from me. That's the kind of stuff we need to feed ourselves is the truth, remembering that. I want you, the world, I want the world to accept me and love me and understand me because that will bring me joy. That's a lie. That's a lie. That thinking is what blocks me from the joy. That thinking is what blocks me from realizing what I really am. And what I really am is spirit. That spirit in me, that's what I am. This body, bless this body that carries the Holy Spirit. It's here for a function. It's here for a purpose to help me do my work, which is to let my glory shine. Man, I wish y'all were in here with me so we could have some church. Oh, goodness. Oh, I hope y'all are feeling this. I get goosebumps. Oh, I'm so happy. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. So if you feel like you need a miracle right now, grab a hold of this. Grab a hold of this thinking because this is how the miracles come. This is how we get there by removing those blocks of our thinking, by associating ourselves with who we think we are, who the story's about. Let it go. 
removing those boulders that are blocking the water from flowing freely in their natural state of flow. Moving all that away. It's not serving you. It's not helping. It's not, and you know it, I know it. So when I followed my curiosity and found that word Jesus said, I showed them my glory. I thought, hallelujah. Ain't that a permission slip, y'all? <laughs> right. straight, straight from Jesus. And the, the other thing that I found in, in A Course in Miracles that really just cemented it all for me was the, the idea of the second coming of Christ only being an end to the ego's rule <laughs> and the healing of our minds. Quit. We got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop letting the ego rule us. We got a list of complaints a mile long, all kinds of ways that we're bothered, all kinds of ways that we are in fear. Because again, our worth has been established by God. And if you dispute that, you will be in fear. Remember that? That's what I started with. So remember, let that glory shine. Because when you do it, when you remember, the purpose is to be a demonstration that you are not an ego, to be a demonstration of the light. You start walking in that, oh, Talk about some, some things shifting and, and miracles showing up in your life. And then people start to see that and they start to understand. And you don't even have to say what's going on. They start saying, hey, how, are you, how come you're so calm right now? What's going on? How, how, come, uh, how come everything seems like you're okay? It's because it is. And when I forget, what are we going to do? Say it with me. We're going to choose again. We're going to choose again. And every time we don't, we forgive ourselves for thinking that we were anything less than pure love. We're going to forgive ourselves for thinking that we were anything less than children of God. We're going to forgive ourselves for thinking that we were anything less than put here right now to do this work. We're going to forgive it. We're going to forgive it. We're going to forgive it because. Any time that we get that choice, every time that we choose to team up with the Holy Spirit and not the ego, that's when we remember that we are holy. Whole with a W. Whole. Holy, y'all. I am holy light. You are holy light. How beautiful is that? And you know it's true because there's something inside of you that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are holy light. 
So I encourage you to think about yourself as not only being worthy and there being nothing you can do to change that worth. There's nothing you can do to make it greater. There's nothing you can do to make it lesser. It is established by God. It's done. It's, it's, psh. so all the, the accomplishments, all the success, all the, 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 the but, but. that's for your ego. Forgive it. I like the thought of teaming up with the ego on those accomplishments. And I use air quotes on that. So I can forgive it and I can have some fun now and I can do all the things I need to do and not feel like, oh, it's not enough or I need to do this or I, they, they're not going to understand me. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. When you choose again, you are choosing radical self-love. When you understand that your glory is needed and you are already whole and you are already worthy and you are already complete. This is radical self-love. This is what we need. This is what helps us feel better. This is what reminds us of what this is all about. So no matter what's going on, it doesn't matter what the circumstances is, you know that this never changing light lives in you and wants to recognize others. How beautiful, right? And when your ego disputes it, because I know your ego is going to come up, I already have something. I want you to say this prayer. I'll give you a second. You need to guess I'm the right with. When your ego disputes that you are not enough or you are not worthy, the prayer is, I am spirit, pure and whole. All is forgiven and released. This world has nothing to do with what I am. I am holy light. We are one. The kingdom of heaven is within me because I am the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So I hope y'all enjoyed this message. I hope it encourages you, reminds you, excites you, brings you some peace, some hope, and most of all, brings out that glory. Mwah! Love you so much. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit 
patreon.com slash Jules Loves Me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.